if you're into the law of attraction, but you're beginning to question, is a law of attraction all about getting a bunch of material things? Or is a law of attraction actually becoming someone? Well, today I'm going to sit down with Emma Mumford, who is a huge influencer online. She teaches law of attraction. She's an award-winning life coach, YouTuber, two-time best-selling author, speaker, and podcast of the number one spiritual podcast on iTunes. Emma Work has helped hundreds of thousands of people turn their dreams into an abundant reality. So she has an incredible story of how she actually began in debt after a breakup and how she transcended that and turned it into blessing other people and turning it into a career for herself. So if you're into the law of attraction, you definitely want to listen to this podcast. Welcome to the Dr. Aaron podcast. This is a top spiritual psychology coach podcast to inspire and teach you how to transform your trauma, birth your soul's purpose and manifest your dreams. Hi, I'm Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity. I'm committed to bringing you the best coaching tips, spiritual advice, trauma healing, and metaphysical recovery secrets. I'm here to help you monetize your spiritual gifts and love your life. I want you to know that I've been exactly where you are, and I believe in you. Together, we're awakening the world. Okay, amazing. I'm super excited to have you here and dive deep into law of attraction, manifesting, what your thoughts are on trauma and how all this applies really to the listener out there who's, you know, they might be struggling still, they might, you know, be really just doing all their inner work, or they might be someone who already is a coach and really wanting to get to the next level. So I just want to say welcome and thank you for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Aaron. I'm really excited to be here and talk all things trauma. Yeah, right. Amazing. So I would love for you to just introduce yourself to my audience. You know, how did you get into this work? Usually people have gone through something traumatic themselves. People generally have gone through some really hard times. You know, take me there. What's your journey yeah. been like to come in here? Mm -hmm. Well, it's definitely been traumatic. I can say that much. So, but it's interesting because I think before writing my latest book, I probably... I probably wouldn't have called it that if we'd have been talking about trauma, I'd have been like, okay, I've been through some hard things, but I probably wouldn't have called it trauma. So I think it's interesting that sat here and now I can be like, yeah, it was traumatic. <laughs> all, all the things that have kind of got me here today. So, um, you know, really there's a whole journey in the book that happened in my childhood, but my kind of generic story as such of how I got to this point, um, starts back in 2012 when I was in my late, um, sorry, early twenties. So I was a banking manager at the time. So I was working as a banker, which was a very different career path to what I saw myself in. I had no desire to be a banker. I had no plans to be um it was just a job that I fell into after leaving college um and something to pay the bills essentially um and at that time I was in a not so great relationship and we had bailiffs turn up at the door and I had no idea of this that my ex had had debts didn't know anything about it and obviously I was 18 19 at that point so it was really stressful as such a young adult to be experiencing that and not have any knowledge of how to deal with bailiffs or how to deal with that I knew nothing of this so that was a really pivotal part in my journey so I took out a loan with the bank I was working with because I got preferential rates and my sort of Virgo head was like right you know I'll clear the debt for you you'll pay me back 
oh all's good all's good um but it wasn't unfortunately so we actually by the time we broke up had around thirty thousand pounds worth of debts I didn't know anything about obviously I'd taken a loan out for the seven thousand and still to this day he's never paid a single penny of it as soon as I took out that loan the relationship broke down so quickly um and it was awful then having to think right that is my legal responsibility because here in the UK back then there wasn't really any support for people who were left in debt from partners or marriages or relationships it was very much like it's your legal responsibility tough you have to pay it so I was pretty much 1920 at that point facing life with seven thousand pounds worth of debt I had crippling depression at that point as well um, and I'd had depression along a lot of that journey um but it really kind of got stronger and stronger and stronger as that debt came in, as obviously I then had to leave the banking role because I was working with people who I had to put in debt. I had to put people in debt every day. I was then in debt myself and it was an extremely triggering situation to be around money and also have to tell people, no, you actually can't have a loan. You can't have a credit card. You can't have, um, you know, whatever it is they were coming into me for. So it really soul crushed me that job because I wanted to help people, but not in that way. And I didn't want to be targeted and have all that pressure to put people in debt as well, mm-hmm. being in debt myself. So right. at that point, moving forwards, I then found extreme couponing, which was a really random thing to ah, find. That's funny. But I, I loved the TLC show and I really thought, wow, this is amazing. Like these people are saving thousands and thousands of dollars worth of food. Imagine if I could do that here. Imagine if I Mm -hmm. could take that pressure off myself, save some money and clear my debt. So I was very much proactive about the whole thing. And here in the UK at the time, couponing was not a thing. It was not spoken about. It's very sort of like um, taboo to talk about as well. So Mm -hmm. there wasn't much information out there. So I very much took it. Just interjecting, I just wanted to for the audience, I think it's really important because there's things that, as we know, come down our track or intergenerational trauma and debt is one of them, which is so fascinating. Cause you, when you take a look at Europe, there used to be debtors prison mm. and people would, you know, when they got in debt, they get in debt and there was no out. And then when America came about, we actually, two of the staples that we got um, founded on was no debt prison. So you could go bankrupt and just be like, Oh, whatever new business. Right. Which has been yeah. great and terrible because it's made us just be a lot of fraudulent stuff in our debt world. But I think it's important to talk about this for the audience because here you are, Emma, and you're and you're going, oh, I have debt, but you're also holding the whole angst and stress and everything that's come along before you're you're even embodied in this life, right? So I think it's important to interject in that. But go on. Great story. I love this. Keep going. Yeah, no, 100 percent I'm glad you said that. So um going along that journey, found extreme couponing, loved it. It was such a positive impact on my mental health to be able to put positive energy towards something to help me. And my friends are like, you should really share this with people. Like people would love to know how you're doing this because it's not that, you know, there's no one in the UK doing this. Um, so after a lot of pestering, I started up a Facebook page. It was called Extreme Couponing and Deals UK. And within six months, it just totally blew up. It got like half a million followers. The press here in the UK were nicknaming me the Coupon Queen. Um, I was presenting on one of the biggest TV shows here in the UK. And it just felt really surreal, if anything, because I hadn't planned to have a business. I hadn't planned to do any of that. Um, and I was still so young at this point as well in my early 20s. So it was like thrust into the limelight, thrust into all these different things whilst experiencing depression, anxiety still. Um, So it was a lot. 
it was a lot, but it was also really positive. And it was also a really fun time in my life to be able to experience all of that and turn that negative situation into something positive that will help so many people. So instead of the banking, putting people in debt, you know, I was now helping people get out of debt and be more savvy with their money. So I ran that business for six years. And then fast forward to 2016 is when I had my spiritual awakening. Um, And this was again, when I was in a not so great relationship. So you can see the themes here. You can see the traumas <laughs> coming through. I love it. Yeah, so good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> love has been the biggest journey of my life, definitely. Um, and at this point, the depression had got so much worse. It got to a point where I was, you know, thinking about suicide and thinking about like, right, what are my options here? Because I'm so miserable within myself what am I meant to do? You know, I, I thought, surely this isn't what life is. Surely this, you know, we, we shouldn't feel sad. Like, how do I feel happy? And I didn't have those answers. And, you know, I, I went on antidepressants. I tried CBT counseling, all the generic things that are on offer. But again, nothing was giving me long lasting results and nothing was really getting to the root or even, even diving into any of that. It was all surface level covering up and it just wasn't mm-hmm helping me to feel any shed better really so when that relationship broke down um I was at this point of what do I do I'm at rock bottom like there has to be more to life than this and that's Mm. when the law of attraction found me I kept seeing this word everywhere and I thought what is this like what's the law of attraction Mm. so from that point again it was a bit like couponing where I fell in love with it and it was a really positive thing that I could put my energy towards and put my attention towards and within three or four weeks of doing it I felt so differently like so polar opposite to how I'd felt for so long because I was learning what self-care and self-love was I was learning to heal and I was learning to have a positive mindset which I definitely didn't have prior to that so I really feel like the law of attraction saved me in so many different ways Mm -hmm. and then come 2017 I thought right this is shifting like my company I was running was huge at this point so it needed a team of people and I couldn't keep running it just by myself and I felt like I wanted again shift how I was helping people and actually yes talk about money but also talk about the law of attraction and how we can manifest money and have a positive relationship with money so I sold Mm -hmm. my couponing business in 2018 and I've been doing this full-time ever since yeah, which I love this because I think it's important for people to hear out there that you can be having success because I think so many people think, well, if I just have success in money and have this, then my depression will go away. No, not going to happen. Right. So I want people to hear that and really get that you were having a very successful business and you were still dealing with, you know, not feeling well, which so many of us do. We think if we just get that right relationship, if we just make enough money, if we just get that new home, or if we just move to that different city, then it'll all work out. And that's the lie. So let's dive deep into the law of attraction, because I think as a doctor divinity that teaches, I have a book coming out as well and Oracle cards on universal law, which is a law of attraction, which is a law of attraction is a very small, it's just like one concept of what everything mm-hmm. is, is a very deep dive into it. And I think for me, like probably you as well, you know, I listened to the secret. I, man, you know, I put the manifesting thing up on the wall. I manifested about half of the stuff and it, you know, all became, you know, millions of dollars and things and all that stuff. And then half of it, I, you know, couldn't manifest, but regardless, I was still unfulfilled. I was still, you know, it wasn't enough. And I thought manifesting was getting things 
Mm-hmm. And we know that manifesting is you. That's what we call it, man, right? It's the it's you. You're the manifestation. What to manifest is the highest, most expressed, connected, loving you. All these things are never going to fulfill us. And yes, we believe in prosperity. But what does it mean for you? What is your definition of the law of attraction? Yeah, and I think I've got two parts to that answer, definitely, because I fully, like, wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. Because mm-hmm. that's actually why I wrote my second book, Positively Wealthy, because I'd gone along my manifestation journey for about three years at that point, and I thought I'd manifested it all. I'd manifested everything off my vision board. So you'd think that would be like, great, Emma, congratulations, amazing, you're great at this, fantastic. But I felt, and I remember this really heavy moment. It was actually when I sold my couponing business. It was the final manifestation of my vision board. I'd got the relationship I dreamt of. I'd got the house that I dreamt of, you know, for this stage in my life, obviously, when kids come along, it's a bit different. Um, And things like that, career success, book deals, everything. I got it all. And then when I sold my business, that was my final sort of manifestation I'd put on there. So I thought, that's it. Like, you've got everything now, Emma. And I remember that money hitting the bank account. And, you know, it was a really nice amount of money that was going to set me up, you know, help me buy a house, all these amazing things. And I sat there and I was like, you feel exactly the same as you did 10 minutes ago. You're the same Emma. And that gaping big void in your chest that is so loud and you feel so unfulfilled is still there. And that's what I realized I've been manifesting all wrong. Like this is not my version of wealth. Like I thought that, you know, like career validation, success, book deals, money. I thought that was what wealth was because that's what Western society taught me wealth was. Yes. But can we just wasn't... go to amen? Can we please just, just, just like have a moment of like, do you guys get, are you beginning to get this? No status, no book deal, no standing in front of 10,000 people on stage, no amount of money in the bank account, no relationship, nothing is going to fulfill you. Thank you so much for your story. Keep going. Cause it's so good. So good girl. Real good. Yeah. <laughs> love this. So I just think it really opened my eyes to what wealth meant and that actually wealth can mean so many different things. And actually my version of wealth was in a piece, having a family and a loving partner. And that was my version of wealth at that point. And that can change and grow and evolve over time. And not everybody's version of wealth is going to be the same. Definitely not. For some people, it may be career, it may be money, it may be something like that, but only we can answer that for ourselves. So that really opened my eyes to how I was manifesting wrong. Um, but in terms of what I believe manifestation is, like you said, it's one of the seven energetic laws of the universe. And I believe that the law of attraction or the law of vibration is officially called, um, is very much like attracts like. So we are faced with a big, gigantic universal mirror. So how we show up to the universe, how we show up to that mirror is what is reflected back to us. So it's the notion that we can create our reality through our thoughts, our words, our actions, our energy. But I actually think that energy trumps all because a lot of people when they manifest I get dms all the time about this era and they say I've had a negative thought today Emma I'm so worried it's going to manifest how do I stop thinking this thought and it's just not that simple and I love your work because like me you're very much like it's one law guys there's more so so this is one of the questions I had years ago that I I, you know, dance with and go, I had to really make peace of understanding this fully. So I'm curious to know your thoughts on this because one of the, one, one of my dear friends I grew up with was like, well, if we attract or we are creating, how does a baby that's born to a crack addict mother, how are they manifesting that? 
Mm. And I think it's a really important thing because people have to understand, first of all, we're one. So that crack baby is not just like individually creating. That is the sum total of what's been created on this planet. And part of the good and bad is, you know, having a crack mother that has a baby. And yeah. does that baby have a single thought to create that? No, the one thought is created with the one mind. And that is an outpicturing of everything. So the law of attraction is such a deep, deep, profound, profound thing. It's not like, I'm going to think one thing, and then that's going to manifest that. Yes, it's looking through the beliefs, looking through the veil and looking through whatever that filter is. And you're going to say, if I'm not enough, you're always going to find the evidence of I'm not enough. But I think it's such an important thing because I think so many people are into this Western world of law of attraction. I'm going to get the jet. I'm going to get the fancy this. I'm going to have the boyfriend. I'm going to do that. That is not, it's, 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 that's why people don't like the industry. That's why they look down upon it is because mm -hmm. it's not shallow like that. And the people that are in that way of manifesting are going to get a rude awakening when they come to the dead end of, holy cow, I'm still not fulfilled. I have millions yeah. of dollars or whatever. And it's really an important very important conversation for us as leaders to have for people. So it's 100%. amazing. Yeah. So good. I love it. So go on. So I'm like on the side of my seat right now. I love your story <laughs> so much. Okay. So, um, yeah. And I think just to extend on what you said a little bit there as well, I think there are a lot of old school teachings of law of attraction that feel very outdated and feel just not really great if I'm honest because a lot of you know I've had people say to me you know Emma this terrible situation happened to me and you know old school teaching has been telling me that I manifested that but that just doesn't feel right and of course we have to take accountability for our lives you know like my relationships I was in for example I chose to be in those toxic relationships yes. I was an active participant in that there was a part of me that absolutely reflected toxicity as well at that point a million percent but at the same time, what happened to me as a child? No, I did not manifest that. Absolutely not. And, you know, I've had people come in my DMs before who are huge law of assumption advocates. And again, like I'm not educated in the law of assumption. It's not something I particularly teach upon or know tons about. So I don't tend to dive into that. But they'll, you know, come into my DMs and say, Emma, you're wrong because, you know, we manifest everything. And I said, if you can honestly wholeheartedly sit there and tell me that a child is manifesting being abused, I think we're on the different pages there. Like I cannot subscribe to that. And I don't believe in any way, shape or form that is true. Mm -hmm. What I do believe manifests is our consistent vibration. So as mm -hmm. I gave that example, from experiencing trauma myself in my childhood and growing up, that consistent vibration was there manifesting those not so great relationships. Mm -hmm. And there was my level of self-worth that was definitely yeah. not there, yeah, that was yeah. then attracting those relationships, which didn't respect me that, you know, that self-worth wasn't there. Yeah. But when I, you know, went through the inner work and realized that and took the action, I'm not manifesting that now. So I think manifestation is a really deep conversation because I think on the surface level, everyone wants to think, oh, it's just ask, believe, receive, but it's just not that soon. It's yeah. not as black yeah. and white so, sometimes. So we would teach this, that, that it would be karma of what happened, meaning that it's a sum total of everything that's been created. We believe you are your parents, you are your grandparents. Mm -hmm. So it's all the creation that's been created, in, including that abuse. So karma is yes. It, and, and you'd say that's manifest through the karma 
But manifestation from a standpoint of law of attraction is yes, you could change your vibration and heal yourself and break the lineage and not take abuse anymore. But we are created, we've created everything in the universe, the same source that created you created the good things and created the bad things. There's no difference. It's one source, one cause, but manifestation, people consider that you're either manifesting or not. We're manifesting 24 seven, no matter what we do, which is really fascinating. You know what I mean? So yeah. We believe you manifest everything. We are, we're manifesting the, the uh, war in the UK. We are one with everything. So I think it depends on the level of where you want to take responsibility and manifestation and the responsibility that comes with that. But I think it's good to have differences and, and play with it and kind of debate it and whatever it is. And for each individual, they can come up with their own truth and they can go even further down the rabbit hole if they choose, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, things unfold so differently for every single person. Every single person's got a different personal history, different things that they've experienced. And I think, again, with manifestation, there's this, I guess, again, these old school notions of everybody starting off at the same place. But technically, they're not because like my trauma is going to be different to your traumas, Erin, and your self-worth may be different to my self-worth so I think it's again acknowledging that it's not a race it's not a competition it's your personal journey with manifestation and we're and, one and you and I are yeah, one exactly yeah. and you have the power to create that healing to embrace that peace and um you know before I went along my inner work journey like I knew nothing about ancestral trauma I knew nothing about family constellations I knew nothing about that and it's so interesting as I went along that journey of motherline healing, fatherline healing, looking at um, family constellation sessions, like just how much had been passed down my motherline. I mean, it was wild and it made absolute sense at the same time. I love that. But I think there's a really important distinction here for me is that no matter where you are in your leadership, that there's always, you can always help people no matter mm -hmm. where you're at, you know? And, and for some people they're not ready to go as far. It's okay to just say, I take responsibility for what I'm perceiving and what my beliefs are and what my vibration is and how it's going. And then you can expand even out to knowing the oneness and it's beautiful. All of it's beautiful. I think just the inquiry of it is so beautiful. And I think it's so cool because I found no matter if somebody's kind of, I have friends that are just in the health kind of coaching and they find, well, I can only help my clients so much at some point in time, I have to start doing the deeper spiritual work. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's like almost like the road always leads to one place, which is that deep, deep soul work and limited beliefs. And of course, which is the vibration, knowing that the identity creates the, the beliefs, which creates the thoughts, the feelings, emotions, and the circumstances of our life. But the belief when I know I'm one, when I know I, I am the I am, I know I'm one with Emma. I know I'm one with everything. And my ability to manifest creates everything in this universe. And I also have to take responsibility. So I can't blame my ex. I can't blame just the Iranian, you know, whatever's going on. I can't, I can't blame anyone. It's mm -hmm. impossible because I know this one source is creating everything. And if somebody bothers me, then I have to take responsibility. So it's so, it's so amazing. It's such an incredible, I'm so grateful for, for the law of attraction for, for all yeah. the aspects of it. Mm -hmm. So then tell me about it. So you have this five step of the law of attraction. Tell me about that. Yeah. So um, as I went along my manifestation journey, when I wrote my first book back in 2018, mm -hmm. um, I realized that a lot of people get stuck 
And a lot of people, you know, comment and message and DM and, you know, we see it online all the time. People saying it doesn't work for me. It works for some people, but not for me. Emma, I don't understand why it's not working. So I thought, right, let's look at every single manifestation that I've manifested so far. What's worked? What was the formula? What really helped? What didn't? What do I feel was useful? And I really felt in my soul that there was actually five steps to law of attraction. And obviously I know loads of people have different variations of seven steps, nine steps, all of these. So again, it's what resonates with you and what feels you know the most helpful and beneficial to you but for me it just really helped me to simplify and break down that process more to understand what actually goes into that belief step what actually does it take to understand the law of attraction and identify which step that you're at so the first step in my process is ask which is the same as one of the traditional steps and Mm -hmm. it's asking and setting your intentions so asking the universe with clarity because remember how you're showing up is what's reflected back so if you want to manifest money don't just say I want some money how much do you want be clear be specific what are you going to spend that money on why do you want that money ask yourself those questions and ask that with all your desires so once you've set your intention then we move on to the second step which is believe again one of the traditional steps and in this step I really believe this is where we do the inner work this is where those beliefs come up where the inner critic and ego is like hello you're not worthy of this we know that internal dialogue that happens so in that belief step yes it's believing you're worthy and deserving of the universe bringing your desire to you and that it can happen and you can manifest but also it's looking at your limiting beliefs fears blockages anything that is standing in between you and your desire so it's very much an energetic step where you look at what is standing in between Mm -hmm. me and my desire and I felt like the original description of believe just wasn't deep enough. I didn't explain, right, how do I believe? How do I get there? Why may I not believe? So definitely I feel the inner work goes into step sure. number two. Then step number three is a new step, trust. And I added this step in because yes, it's trusting the process. Yes, it's trusting in divine timing. But in that trust step, it's almost like that leap of faith of like you're meeting the universe halfway. So it's a co-creation process manifestation. So you go 50%, the universe meets you 50%. It's not 90-10, it's not 10-90, it's 50-50. So that trust step is almost you meeting the universe halfway, taking that leap of faith and putting yourself out there in the field of possibility ability and opportunity so if you're wanting to manifest a career for example you're going to put yourself out there you're going to put your cv or resume online you're going to put yourself out there on linkedin get that outfit ready for the interviews and meetings you're going to go to so it's really you saying i'm here i'm ready to be seen universe and i'm ready to take those steps come and meet me halfway mm-hmm. and then the fourth step is tra- uh, sorry for done that one fourth step is letting go and surrendering so in this step i feel is arguably probably one of the most important steps and something which I had never done a day in my life before learning the lessons of letting go and surrendering mm-hmm. um, and something I think people struggle with one of the hardest because again it's like we're taught to ask and then believe and do all the inner work then we're trusting we're taking action and now we just have to let it all go like we didn't even care about it in the first place and I think people mm-hmm. can get confused with that and think that it's giving up or that you're not bothered and it's not like that at all it's very much a case of getting present expressing gratitude 
letting go of your attachment. Again, it's that inner work of letting go and becoming at peace and allowing the universe to meet you halfway because you can Mm. have your 90% manifestors, which I definitely used to be, where we're like, we're going to make it happen. We're going to do everything. We're going to go 90% of the way. And as we know, that just does not work in any way, shape or form. Mm. So in that letting go and surrendering stage, it's allowing. It is allowing and allowing yourself to be met by the universe. And then the fifth step is receive the same as one of the traditional steps. But again, receiving is an energy. And I think this isn't spoken about enough of how much do you allow yourself to get into the energetics of receiving, Um, especially Mm -hmm. as if any women are listening to this, um, you know, but anybody listening, like how often do you allow yourself to receive love, to receive Mm -hmm. support? to receive Mm -hmm. gifts, to receive money. Um, And I think definitely one of my blocks was receiving because of, you know, the wounds that I had experienced in my life, especially from the masculine. So then receiving in any way, shape or form felt really awkward and a bit all to me. So I knew that that's why I was really struggling to receive abundance because I wasn't getting into that level or that energy of allowing myself to receive from, you know, everyone in my life or from work or from followers or whatever. Mm -hmm. So definitely getting into the energetic of receiving is a good practice for self-care but also good practice for manifesting too I love that I love all that and I think the Vedas and so many things have taught us this work for eons you know and I think it's interesting Mm -hmm. the west we come up with it's these are things have been taught forever there's nothing new that you or I or anyone are teaching that this is all wisdom that has been that is in each and every person for sure but I, I think it's interesting you know I go through you know cycles myself as a leader in, in, you know, the manifestation, I tend to sometimes get more external, like, let me get things, let me experience this experience, or let me, you know, whatever. And I realize that every time I do that, it just is a road to misery. Like, I, you know, the message coming through spirit right now for me is you're either living in the inner world or you're living in the external world. And the moment that I look to the world for anything I become totally unfulfilled. The only time I'm really fulfilled is when I ask, how can I serve? And how can I only place my power in, in, in true, in God's source within and in that source. And in that, you know, the manifestation world is beautiful, but I would say it's such a trap that without the awakening, without anything, you know, I think that the clients that say, Hey, it doesn't work for me. It's because you don't even know what you truly desire. You're just going off whatever the world and the cultures told you, and it's not authentic what you truly desire that. So therefore you're not going to, your, your, your soul's having you break down because it doesn't give you what you want. It gives you what you need. So you can manifest all day, everything you think you want, but if what you really need is healing and doing trauma work, it's going to bring you more things to have trauma, to break you down, to have you surrender, to have to actually do the work. You know, you may say, I want millions of dollars, but what you actually want is to break through prosperity consciousness. And it's going to take you going through a bankruptcy to surrender, to actually do the deep work, to be able to heal and have enough self-love to be able to be okay with or without money to actually be able to have it. You know, so how we manifest is very different than just sitting in and going, I want this, I'm going to visualize it, whatever. It takes such deep, deep work. And it can never be the goal of getting anything external, because if that's your goal, then the universe is going to show you how you cannot ever be fulfilled with things outside. So it's such a deep, deep conversation. And people want to stay, you know, oh, I'm going to manifest this and demonstrate it. You're the manifestation. We're the manifestation, not the things. This is not a manifestation. That's a demonstration, the demonstration of our life. And it's so important. So what do you feel like you've manifested that is really fulfilling for you? 
Yeah, and I love that you brought that up because um, I went on my friend's podcast a few weeks ago and he said that um, when you manifest from a healed space, an aligned space, what you want changes entirely and what you wanted at the beginning isn't what you want now. And I was like, oh my God, yes, 100%, because what I wanted six years ago is definitely what I don't want, you know, I don't want that Mm -hmm. now. And it took through going through a really karmic, again, relationship during Mm -hmm. my law of attraction journey to understand, right, Emma, you don't probably know what's best for you. Let the universe bring to you what is for your highest good and let's do the inner work. Look, something's going on here to keep attracting those relationships. It's time to, you know, look within. And I think as well, it's difficult because I didn't know how to do that work. I didn't know that what shadow work was or inner work. Like I I knew nothing of this before my journey. Like I knew about therapy and counseling, but I didn't know what had happened in my life to be able to even have those conversations or awareness with myself. So I feel like the inner work comes up gradually and for, well, that's my experience anyway, but it's not like Mm -hmm. a full blown boom. Sometimes spiritual awakenings can be that, but I feel like I had my spiritual awakening of right, come on, change your mindset, change around. And then I had the dark nights of the soul after that, where it was like, right, this isn't just about getting things, Emma. This isn't just about, what can I get? How does this benefit me? Great. It's how is your manifestations impacting the collective? How is it impacting, you know, the whole planet, the whole collective? How is you manifesting 10,000, 100,000, million pounds, whatever? How is that affecting the collective as well? What can you do positively with that? So I feel like from, I feel like if we'd had that conversation three years ago I would have been like yeah Erin like I've manifested everything from an aligned space Mm -hmm. and you'd have probably thought yeah it looks like it Emma (laughs) your energy says so (laughs) Um, but you know at that point I generally did believe that but then as I went along that relationship and again felt so unfulfilled and again the wounds came up and the patterns repeated um now here three years later having written the book having lived that journey page for page practice for practice to be able to write that book Definitely, I see things from a whole new perspective of, wow, I actually know myself. I didn't know myself before at all. It felt right. like amazing. Yeah. So, like, I know who I am now. And that's the biggest result of all of it, right? That's the like, greatest that's- thing to manifest, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Self love and knowing thyself, know thyself and know the whole entire universe, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, I felt like even from that huge healing of just like, wow, I've returned home to myself. There's peace within me. I feel peace. Then everything else was easy. And manifesting a happy relationship felt like as easy as breathing. Manifesting my lovely dog into my life who brings so much unconditional love felt easy. Manifesting in my business now, easy. And that doesn't mean challenges don't arise. We're human, life ebbs and flows. But for me, it's felt so much easier because I'm like, ah, this is what it is meant to feel like. Mm. This is what happiness is meant to feel like. And this is, my nervous system is meant to be calm and I can live anxiety and depression free. So I think for me, to summarize that, is the happiness and peace is the biggest, most aligned manifestation. So fascinating. I think this is such an important conversation. And I just saw this great interview um, um, 
and they were talking about success, successful people. And the world has told us successful people, you know, have millions of dollars or have status or whatever. And they were saying that, you know, their commonality of successful people, it's not that they wake up early or they do X, Y, and Z habits. The commonality of quote, quote, successful people is that they actually think they're, they're deserving. They think they're actually better than others. Okay. They, they believe that they, you know, they have, um, you know, basically a total tenacity to believe that they, you know, can, can get millions of dollars. Right. And I think it's such a fascinating thing because what happened for me is I did the same thing. I manifested millions of dollars jets, you know, a, a really incredible lifestyle and I was completely unfulfilled inside. And so over the course of the years of, of working with celebrities and CEOs, one of the things I found is that the trauma happens the same way. You can have a trauma that makes you limited. It can make you believe you're not worthy of having success and, and sabotage your success. A trauma also can make you believe that I'm going to win. I'll show you, right? So we have this kind of extreme, one extreme of people that can't manifest at all. They're like, something's wrong with me. And the other people can manifest all this stuff, but it's out of a complete, like divided, kind of sick, mentally sick lifestyle, right? So actually the health, some of the healthiest people I know have very simple lives. They make a decent income. They have de they have good relationships. They have peace in their life, but they're not trying to, you know, have everything, right? So it's such an interesting thing. And I think as leaders, you know, we go through this, like what really matters, you know? And it's like, I realized some of my success was definitely built out of trauma. There's no question. And then yeah. you're like, why am I doing this? Why do I, why do I really want to do this? And you redefine it and you redefine it. And then you keep having success because it's part of your nature and part of your creative factor. But I just want to say thank you for all your work. And it's really, I think your story is really, really important for people to hear. I really do. I think it's, especially you're a young woman. You have a lot of women that follow you. You know, they're going to look at you. They're going to say, is she going to tell me, look, you know, become the next seven figure coach. Or is she going to say, Hey, <laughs> find, find your, you know, find what you really, your specific relative truth is because ultimate truth is we're all one. We're immortal. We're all powerful, but a relative truth is really important to birth because what works for you and what brings you peace is very different than me. And mm. it's so important. And I just want to say thank you for, I know you've worked hard, man. Everything you've done, there's no joke, okay? I'm sure you've been through a lot. And so what is it that you want the audience? What is the one thing? What's the one thing you want them to know right now? I actually want to touch upon what you said about the seven. Okay, cool. Thing. Just uh -huh. because I, I love that you said that because I think it's so refreshing and, you know, definitely like throughout my journey, you know, I had those goals of six figure coach, like all these things. And I think it's so natural in the industry when that's the buzzwords, you know, like we're on like nine figure coach now, I think it yes. is or something. Mm -hmm. And you just think, I'm just exhausted reading all of that. Awesome reading it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, like I got asked that recently on a, an Instagram Q&A and this lady was like, um, I really want to manifest a six-figure business like how do I do it Emma like what do I do and I said this my best advice this may not be everybody's advice but my advice to you is don't manifest a six-figure business mm -hmm. manifest a business that lights your soul up manifest a business that serves and helps people and feels so joyful to you every day that it doesn't even feel like work and that you know you're manifesting aligned clients who are happy and you know they're getting amazing results and I realized that along my journey that again, when I was redefining my version of wealth, you know, I was chasing money, chasing sales, chasing six figures. When actually, when I scrapped all of that and had no 
figure goal but instead was like okay I want to help these people do this or this is how I want to show up or actually I've just birthed the most aligned amazing course that feels so good the money was an absolute byproduct I didn't even need to think about it and of course like it's healthy to you know set goals and have those things I'm not saying don't set a goal but it's really looking at your motive behind the goal so instead of being like how can I get something how is that work actually gonna you know you could have a six-figure business and be miserable be burnt out and that was definitely me a few years ago um so again you could have as we've said you could have all that success and be so unfulfilled and think oh is this what six figures feels like like that doesn't feel good or you could create something which feels so good to you so good to your nervous system great to your clients you're you know creating and doing amazing yes. things and this goes even if you don't have a business I see and the yes. money and everything mm-hmm. is a byproduct because that's just the result of the amazing things that you've done so you don't even need to worry about that when you have the awesomeness in the business yes as Gary V says you know 8 million people, we need to redefine what success is. Mm-hmm. And I think as leaders, we especially, you know, people look to us to go, what is success? And I want to say, I'm so grateful for, for you coming to this. I'm so grateful for me coming to this. I'm so grateful that the more we can have the conversation for people to just please be true to your heart. You know, it's, you can have so much less and be so much more happier. Money's not the, the be all end all and money's going to come anyway, if you do what yeah. you want. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so great. So tell everybody where they can find your new book, where they can find you. Of course. So my new book, Hurt, Healing, Healed, which is release limiting beliefs, fears, and blocks to supercharge your manifestation is out now worldwide in ebook, audiobook, and paperback from anywhere that sells books. So wherever you get your books, you'll be able to find them like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Waterstones, all places like that. Um, and you can find me on my website, emmamumford.co.uk and on Instagram, Facebook, and ever, pretty much everywhere at I am Emma Mumford. So good. Thank you so much for your heart. So good. Okay. Have a beautiful, blessed day, you guys. And may you live your truth. Thank you for tuning into the Dr. Aaron podcast. If you're ready to reprogram your subconscious mind, transform your trauma and birth your soul's calling, or if you're ready to become an accredited, certified spiritual psychology coach and E4 trauma method facilitator and get trained in spiritual psychology, universal law, intergenerational trauma work, past life regression work, metaphysics of mind, and so much more, go to soulciety.com or drerin.tv. If you're receiving value from the show, I would love it if you share it with a friend and give it a five-star review. Also, you can join me in one of my live free trainings. You can find it right on the website as well, or in my bio link across all social media. I'm drerin.tv across all platforms. Dr erin.tv. Have a beautiful day and may you live your truth.